0: So I started, to, once I reached that point in my life, I, I was in college, I, I was like, what am I doing? I was addicted to games. I was addicted to this wasting time, I guess.
1: This is Camus And this is Kylie. Welcome to God is Real, God is Good, a podcast where we collect stories about God working in people's lives through big, miraculous ways all the way down to small, everyday things. This is Camus, and welcome to this week's episode of God is Real, God is Good. This week, we have Ezekiel with us, and we met Ezekiel from GYC Northwest. We went there, we recruited people, and we're like, hey, Ezekiel! Didn't know him. We're like, do you want to share your testimony? He's like, yeah! And I'm like, oh, yes! So, <laughs> here he is. Um, so, Ezekiel, why don't you tell the listeners where you're from?
0: Hi, I'm Ezekiel Club um Filipino I'm from Fresno California I used to be in the Bay Area um, but during COVID I moved back to Fresno um, but yeah it's nice to be here um hope I give a message that could you know people can gravitate towards too but yeah just sharing God's um relationship to, towards people
1: that's awesome yeah and thank you for sharing with some no people that you hadn't met before and now you're on the podcast. <laughs> Anyway, let's pray to start, and then you can start with your testimony. Dear Father in heaven, thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for Ezekiel and his willingness to share his testimony. Be with him, give him the words to speak, and give us as the listeners to have the ears to listen and to learn from his story and from the life lessons that he has learned. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. All right, Ezekiel, how about you tell us about your religious background growing up?
0: So as a Filipino, I think majority is um, we're we're fairly Catholic. I grew up um, with my grandma being a Catholic um, on my mom's side, and he, she's a very strict Catholic. So we all go all go to the rituals and you know festivals and stuff. It's a good group of company, you know. Um, but I'm not. I wasn't not really aware of what's going on. Although I do, when I was a kid, I I. I grew up in a private school um, where there's priests, and we have to go through what's what a subject called CLE, which is a Christian living education. Um, so there you learn about theories, um, about the Bible, you know, from, you know, since I was I guess elementary up till grade school. So I learned a lot about, you know, Jesus, like the saints, but not only just the saints in the Bible, but because it's a Catholic school, there's also, like I'm a Mary. My my school back then is um, a clerician school, so St. Claret. And they have, actually have a good motto, it's like, Scientia Maximum Cum Virtute, which is Latin. That's Latin. And it's, it's English for science is best with virtue. So that was instilled to us. Um, but yeah, so I grew up Catholic. There's a lot, just a, a lot of rituals that I, I didn't understand. Granted, I learned about it in school. Um, I didn't understand why we have to do it it's just become this part of you it's just like a culture right you grew up with it and you kind of just like do it as because the culture suggests you do it and if you don't i mean it's not look frowned it's not frowned upon but there's a certain decorum or a certain way you have to have to acknowledge that okay i'm part of this culture we have to do this and it's not just my it's like the whole family was catholic But that began my journey because when even when I was a kid, I was asking a lot of questions. Um, My dad was already swaying outside of the belief of of Catholicism. So he's trying to look outside. And because of that, um, the reason being is my uncle, he's a Pentecostal convert, and he, he actually became a pastor. So... That I guess started hit on my dad to look at else uh, like different doctrines and different beliefs in Christianity, anyways, in, the, in our denominations, right? Mm-hmm. And then I remember when I was a kid, I he has like you know those VHS uh, VHS tapes. He put he put it in, and then just talking about Revelation, like all the beasts, and I was like, I don't understand this. Like, what is this? <laughs> And I was just watching because I was amazed about about what's going on, not understanding what it is. Um, it's like Mark of the Beast and stuff, but I was like, okay, what is that? That's interesting. And then decide my dad's like snoring because <laughs> he's like <laughs> fell asleep, <laughs> fell asleep watching this. Like, but I was just really interested. So, but yeah, so that kind of piqued my doubts about what what do I believe in actually. So come. Confirmation. So in Catholicism, there's a form where you you all you do all the rituals, and then there's a confirmation. Confirmation is where you actually get to eat the host. So during mass, you get to eat the host, but if you're not confirmed, you can't eat it. So that was back then. I guess right now it's a bit more lax. Um, you can actually eat it if because they won't know, right? You can just go through the mass, and then they'll just give you like, "Hey, yes, here, sure, I want that piece of." On bread or something I don't know it's actually a bread but it's yeah so like
1: a um, wafer thing in order,
0: Yeah, wafer thing and then they put it on some grape juice or wine right it but I before you, for, before you actually have to do that you have to be confirmed And I think my my, my friend who's a Catholic did that because he has to convert to be married in the church of Catholic um he has to be confirmed he has to do that all all this ritual stuff but when I was in in school i was like i don't want to get confirmed <laughs> so i was ready rebelling against the institution of i guess the doctrine because i i wanted to know or i guess at that point i just like i don't want to be the same as everybody else just a kid a rebellious kid i guess um everybody was like okay we're gonna confirm I'm gonna go through that whole stuff but then it's part of this the school subject meaning you have to do it for the school and for the class. And if you don't, you're going to you're gonna fail. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so this is back in the Philippines. And it's not like in America where you have a religious freedom. Um, in Philippines, it's more like um, it's a combination of church and state, I guess. Right? So it's a bit more strict in regards of what they believed in. It's very tied into the culture. But I guess God willing, I was very, I don't know, Rebellious sit. I talked to the teacher. <laughs> my parent got my parents got involved. And my dad, since he's already swaying outside the Catholic Church, he I guess he he, he did something and it made me pa- know, just like barely pass or pass the class without going through the confirmation, right? But then again, you know, it's a private school, we pay <laughs> so So I'm like, hey, you're gonna lose the child. I guess that's I guess that's why it, it worked, but but yes, that was fortunate. So, so that's when I was young. Then we moved to America. When we first moved to America, my uncle, we lived with our uncle, which is in Virginia, Sterling, Virginia. I spent some time there. And then that's when, actually before that, before we went to Virginia, my dad got converted early and we started going to this Pentecostal church. And that's the first time I heard the gospel um, talk differently, taught, taught, not talk, but taught differently compared to the Catholic Church. I mean, it's, it's the same. But, I mean, it's not the same, but it's just the way they present it. It's a bit different because in Catholic, there's a the formal way to do it. You have to, you know, have some ceremonies. It's just the mm-hmm. way it's presented that kind of clicked on me. I'm not saying that the Catholic is bad. There's a lot of pra- um, priests that are very good at preaching the word. They're very devout, and they, they wrote, write a lot of books, which is very good, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way the, I guess, because it's, or I'm coming from outside now, like looking into Pentecostal, I was like, okay, that makes sense. So when I was a kid, I actually got baptized, like first time underwater. And I re- I understood why they have to go underwater rather than just have baptism by by pouring on like the child, because I was baptized as well in the Catholic, Yeah. So just learning more about like the Bible, like what is what is suppo- what is the teachings of it um compared to what's the majority's beliefs kind of piqued my interest. But there's also rituals. You know, like every church has their own rituals. <laughs> so I mean,
1: we all have our patterns and our things that we do, you yeah. know
0: each each denomination has its own I don't know some kind of form of act <laughs> let's just say that All right well, um,
1: you need right? some form of structure you know some yes, of it's just right. like
0: rigid and some of it's fluid right and it makes you feel that you belong right yeah and fe- sure. yeah makes you feel like you're in a community that cares about you as well um, so in Pentecostal, that community is based on speaking in tongues. So we, it's like the number one thing. Because once, um, it, um, once you experience it, it's once you experience you can't. It's an experience, right? So let's say you went to Niagara Falls. So you you went, you got proposed to, right? So that's an experience, and you can't take that away from you. Because so you really like this happened to me. Like even if it's just two two of you guys, yeah, it, it happened to you, um, and you can't. Explain that to somebody else because that's whatever you're feeling at that moment. It's it's only about you and that person, right? So, in terms of speaking tongues and Pentecostal, it's the same thing. You have there's a ritual where you you did this speaking tongues, um, and then you you had this feeling. But I'll get to that in a bit because when I was a kid, I didn't really realize how to do it. I hear people doing it, like they. They're like, oh, what is this? Like, they started the music, everybody's worshiping, and then suddenly there's just a bunch of people doing it, um, speaking tongues. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. <laughs> but I couldn't, They're like, how much I tried, I couldn't do it. Mm. Um, but so, when a few months later, my parents decided to move to America, they came first and then they got us. And then this is why we went to Virginia, um, I guess, for work and everything. So, when we were there, my we were living with our uncle who was a pastor. And he wanted to start his own church, his like home local church. And during that time, everybody because his family is very well versed in the Pentecostal rituals and the teachings of it. Granted, they are based on the Bible, but yeah, they have some stuff that they believed in in their church. So and they already know how to speak in tongues. So I was asking my my cousin. Was like, hey, how do you do that? Like, how do you actually speak in tongues? Because I want to do it, right? <laughs> like yeah. everybody else is doing it. I want to be part of this. So like, I, I don't want to feel left out. So so I remember what she said. She said, just, you know, uh, remove everything from your mind, whatever you're thinking. Just, you know, just empty it out. And then once the music comes, just keep saying hallelujah. Just keep praising him. That's what they, they say. But... You have to say hallelujah multiple times. Play, you know, it's like a chant. You just keep doing it, doing it, and doing it. So one night when we were doing a worship, um, it was Sunday um, worship, our church. So they were playing the music. They are singing very well because they can harmonize. I, I asked them also, like, hey, teach me how to harmonize. <laughs> because I, I do love to sing. But anyways, so I tried to do their method. They already started doing the speaking tongues the, on their corner. I was like, okay, I'll try this. I, rose, I raised up my hand, started praising God, and then this huge feeling, or relating back to what I said about you know experience, this huge warmth came through me. I was emptying my mind. I just like I'm just saying hallelujah multiple times, like a, like a chant, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And suddenly just this warmth came into me. It feels very good. Like it's like, oh, like, I don't know, it's very addictive at the same time. And then my my mouth just keeps speaking. Whenever I speak something, it I blurt out something else. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not in control of my tongue anymore. And then that's what they call speaking in tongues. But it was very weird at the same time, it feels very good. Right, you can't, We want to keep doing it, right? So mm-hmm. you don't want it to end, especially in the worship. So that's why when you see everybody in Pentecostal church, um, there's a huge emphasis in worship, and you know everything is about that. So, but because it feels good when you do it, it's not. It's an experience too. Like I can, since I experienced it, I can tell if someone's faking it. Isn't that mm-hmm. interesting? <laughs> uh, like my dad, he can't can do it, and then he, I was like, he was like, yeah, like I'm gonna try to do it. And then he was doing it, like, trying to copy us, Um, me and my sister, because we were doing it. And it's like, yeah, you're not doing it, right? (laughs) We know you're taking it. So, But, yeah, it's interesting, right? Because it's an experience. But I think that's also a way to grab you to that religion. And it's very powerful, similar to how we are when we encounter God in our life. If there's some experience in our life Mm -hmm. um, that made him, like, real to us and made him, like, oh, you actually exist, then that captures you, right? Mm-hmm. So those those things can capture you. But then again, so I was still on this journey of, you know, Christianity. I was, yeah, I experienced the speaking tongues, but I was not really into church. I was like, I was just doing it because I liked the feeling of speaking in tongues. I was like, oh, I was able to do it. Like, let's do it again. Mm. And it feels good when you do it, right?
1: Yeah, um, you were and- more focused on that feeling and like catching that than you were on, like, yeah. actually pursuing a relationship with God.
0: Yeah, because it's it's more like, I don't want to downsize what they're doing. I mean, not every Pentecostal or that, like that, but sometimes it's like, if you can actually check out all the, the denomination, which speaks in tongues, sometimes the preaching is like 30 minutes, and then the rest are like worship, right? Um, so I was like, huh. so actually that made me think, like, what am I, I feel empty afterwards, because you can, like a certain ritual, you keep doing it until you're like, bored with it, right? Even though it feels good, similarly to any kind of like, either sports or something, you get bored once you're, you're done with it. It's like, I already did that, like, it does feel good, but it's like, you reach a point where you're like, what's, what's the next thing, right? So, actually when that happened we we moved to California already and since we lost our church because no we moved um we started going to non-denominational churches so the the Joel Osteen and stuff because their music like all the all the Christians music actually like from Hillsong and everything is being used by Pentecostal so it's very similar Right. And then I was like, oh, I mean, they're similar. It's not denominational. It doesn't matter. They speak in tongues, right? So they were like, okay, we'll just go there. So that's okay. It's very similar. So once we went there, yeah, the preaching was good. Some will say it was, it was prosperity gospel. But yeah, not all of it are prosperity gospel. Yeah, majority of it is, I guess it is. But some of it, you can get a glimpse of what's the truth in the Bible. But then again, the emphasis of speaking in tongues was there. And I just felt empty at that point. Um, It's like, huh, like going to church again, this again. Like, I don't feel any sense of knowing Christ, right? Mm -hmm. I don't have a sense of, like, who are you actually?
1: Like, yeah, yeah,
0: I I can feel you, I guess, but by staying tongue. But is that the right feeling? Is it, is this even you, (laughs) right? Like, what if it's a mistake, right? (laughs) Like, what if, like, I know, yeah, go ahead. You have a question.
1: Well, it's just, More like a comment, Um, but just like, you know, like it's a great feeling and it's a great experience and like those feelings and experience are great. And like, they can definitely be God, but at the same time, like your relationship with God should be more than a feeling. Like, like when the feeling's done, there should still be a base or like something that you can fall back onto. And if the main emphasis is the feeling, it can leave you kind of feeling empty in the end when the feeling's finally gone. Yes,
0: I agree. It can sway you back and forth, right? And it can sway you on what you believe in based on the feeling that you get. And which I found out is not what the Bible says. You have to actually, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. you have to mentally think of what mm-hmm. is right and what is wrong based on what the Bible says and not just based on your feeling. Because feeling is very, um, like you look at the world right now, everything is feeling based, even in the movies and everything you do. Even when you eat, it's all be- feeling, right? The, the more you feel, the, mi- the more it feels good, the, the more you take it, right? I mean, not, I'm not saying everything is bad that makes you yeah. feel good. But it's a way to kind of, kind of sway you to either good or bad, right? But yeah, so I was feeling a bit empty at that point. I kept doing it. I was I was in the back in the seat of one of those Jubilee centers. So where we have, it's a Jubilee center, it's not Joel Joelisting anymore. It's a non-denominational church and it's a huge church. It's like a it's a stadium. It's very big. But I was in the back seat. I was doing. Everybody was like, there was like a thirty minutes preach, but I didn't really got anything out, out of it. And I wanted to learn more. And then it get to a point. It's like, oh man, can you not stop preaching? <laughs> I was like, we're going to go for um, speaking in tongues already. First, I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. So I, I just felt empty. And then I was like, man, I, I, and then also because my friends are agnostic, it's very agnostic, right? So I I, I I, think that took me away from church as well. I was like, this is, you know, like, well, I don't even know what I believe in. So why why I go? I, if I want to feel it again, I'll just go back. So I can do it, right? Because I, I know the ritual already. But yeah, come to a point in my life, I don't want to divulge anything, but yeah, there was like one certain thing that in my life that was really bad that happened and I couldn't really get out of it. This personal stuff that like, I felt like my hands were tied <laughs> behind my back. Like I can't progress anymore. So I started, to, w- once I reached that point in my life, I, I was in college. I, I was like, what am I doing? I was addicted to games. I was addicted to this wasting time, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, I, I I, wasn't, I don't have any path, right? And the games that I played, is not very Christian, you know, it's like a bunch of witchcrafts and stuff, <laughs> you know, all the sorceries and stuff. And it, it's very addictive, let's just say, you know, I kind of replaced the speaking tongues with that, I guess, right? Um, yeah.
1: That same looking for that same feeling.
0: Yeah. So I learned to be careful what I replace things I'm addicted for from, from good to bad. But that one's like bad to bad, right? The same thing. <laughs> but then I started looking again, started questioning. I was like, this is, you know, I'm not getting anywhere in my life. Let's give this God thing a try. I tried to search for him um, in church. Didn't really find him. I was trying to uh, look at, you know, all those, what do you call that, Satanism and stuff, like <laughs> Buddhism, <laughs> Muslim, <laughs> like just trying to look for something, right? That makes sense. And then I was really interested with, I, was, I think Alex Jones was really popular back then, too. I was like, all those stuff that I looked at and there, I saw, like, people, like, videos about, like, yeah yeah, like the Satanism and stuff, like how they... They do their rituals, but it came about with this guy, which is forerunner. <laughs> he was one of this early YouTube guys with conspiracy theory and stuff. But I was looking at him. I was like, he was saying something about all this presidents and stuff that you know that does all this conspiracy. But I I was interested in it. But what what piqued my interest is that I got I want to say I got converted by YouTube. <laughs> because in all those spans of things right <laughs> sorry you have a comment on that
1: hey god okay. will use whatever to get you into the church he yeah. doesn't care if it's youtube right. podcast or whatever you're gonna be there you're gonna be there he doesn't care what method.
0: That's right, right. um uh, so that's why this podcast is really great because someone can like listen to this and then they can be i uh, be closer to god right so I guess I got converted by internet. The reason is that when I was watching and researching all those stuff, there's this one on the side, I guess the angel was just like, Hey, this looks nice. He, it was David Asterix, um revelation series. And if people doesn't know revelation series is the, um, in our church, we have a really very, uh, 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 what do you call that? An overview of the revelation, um, how like, you get to know the whole um, span of the Bible historically. So when I was looking at it, I was, they were talking about Sabbath. It's like, hmm, Sabbath? That's ridiculous. I've been doing Sunday for all my life. <laughs> like, what is this Sabbath thing? I showed it to my dad, what one point, and he he finished the whole series as well. And he actually, you know, he didn't finish it. He only went halfway, and he started believing it. I was like, man, you're crazy. I was like, this app is not real. (laughs) It's like, what? what? No, no, it's not real. And then I called him like a devil or something. Like, you're being possessed. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, me and my dad had that type of relationship where we kind of joke around. (laughs) But yeah, so that started the whole journey. And I was like, so confused at that point. I don't really know what I need to believe in. And I was like, man, God, if you're real, just show me, right? If, if this Sabbath is real or what I'm learning from this revelation series is real, just show me. And he did. He, he started changing my heart little by little. I was stubborn. Like I guess everybody is <laughs> yeah. um, back when I school, I was like, let's, you know, like in the Bible, it says, test God, right. You have to struggle with him. And it actually also helps and benefits people who actually don't know. and want to check out God. It's, it's not like, You have to believe in just because your mom says so or the world says so. You have to test and see for yourself and taste them if it's real or not. So I tried to do that. But that started with the Sabbath thing because I didn't really know about Sabbath. And of course, that's a new idea to me, right? I grew up where I was basically knowing that um, I have to go to church on Sunday. And then this guy from YouTube, named David Asher. Keep saying like you have to go to church and keep it holy on Saturday. I was like, man, it's not real. <laughs> try to test it. So <laughs> yeah,
1: do you have any- that makes sense because you know, it's like such a different world view and such a different thought. And you know, like test the God, you know, see if, you know, is that what you want me to do, God? And like try him. Because like, you know, especially like if you're just figuring out the whole God thing, like that's a a world-shifting viewpoint, you know, and so it makes sense, you know, to test God and try to see, you know, what, you know, Lord, is this really your will? Is this really you?
0: Yeah. So yeah, I agree because it kind of shook me, right? Because it's a different point of view. It's kind of like saying, "Oh, you have a kid? <laughs> <I'm> like, what? <laughs> I don't have a kid." But anyways, all <laughs> right, It's an experience too. So I started to test it. I come to came to college. I was in computer science. A major at that point. And then there was a lot of people in my group where they wanted to work on Sabbath and Saturday. And I, at that point, I was like, let's test this out. I'm not going. <laughs> so I told them like, I'm, I'm getting converted. I'm, you know, I, I don't want to do anything in Sabbath. And then miraculously things changed. Like they either an assignment gets postponed, test gets postponed. You can see God just shifting everything for me. Not just for the Sabbath, just my relationship with Him, with him really grew. I wanted to learn more. Um, I never had that feeling where, or that thirst where you, where you, when I went to that Revelation series, you were like, "Oh, I, I need to learn more about God," and I kept searching. I read, I went through all the Bible studies <laughs> from beginning to start, just trying mm-hmm. to get to know Him. Like, is this real? I wanna, I wanna check this out.
1: Yeah, it's a good attitude to yeah, have. So,
0: yeah because you never know what what's right right so I was testing like should I follow the commandments why do i even have to tithe? why do you why do you have what well, if you're so good, God, then why do you allow bad things to happen? why did you allow some of my family members to experience this when you say you're all love why why am I like so tempted on things that are supposed to be bad why are you not there right why why didn't you hear my prayer um hmm. Things like that, I started to ask. It's good
1: questions to ask because, like, you need answers you know, to those.
0: Yes. So I, I kept asking him. And, yeah, so miraculously, things just change in my life. Things, you know, how God makes it easy for you. There's still some struggle, but he opens up stuff for you. I would I, I wouldn't have think that my life is going to be here right now if it weren't for him. Because mainly because I first, firstly, I was so confused on what I'm doing, right? And I actually became a software engineer. I didn't even know I was going to be a software engineer. <laughs> I, I I met a lot of people who love God. Um, that same passion with him, as I do. I have formed. I had that community with my with the first church that I had. Another thing is to keep in mind is that I when I was in high school, because of my genetics, I have a high blood pressure. <laughs> So I was taking amlodipine, which is a diuretic. It's one of those medicines that you take if you're high blood pressure. But th- even the doctor says, like, this is irregular. You're in high school. <laughs> Why do you have this? <laughs> um, but that's because of the diet, right? I learned about the biblical diet. But God sh- so God kind of changed me. If you look back then of who I was, you would have thought, like, oh, that's Ezekiel now. I did a lot of bad stuff. <laughs> but also like mainly the diet too because I felt like I would have died back then if I continue on that route of you know um, healthy habits and now he kind of changed me to a different route where it's becoming more healthy because it come you know they like one pastor said like if God is the creator of the human body then he knows what's best for you right mm. um, so like going back to that manual I, I was able to check that out. Like, okay, so this, whatever the teachings are in the Bible, and, you know, it helps you out in in your life overall. But, you know, as a Christian, I also heard this before, because I was struggling, because every Christian struggles, right? And you always be like, why am I struggling if I'm with you? Like, isn't it supposed to be done, <laughs> right? I've already surrendered my Christ. Why, why why is this happening? You have temptations, you have your struggles, You have, you know, relationship with other people that was there before God was there, like fully in you, right? So you have to deal with those. So I actually was, you know, backsliding a bit, going in and out of church. I feel like I was halfway in church. My feet was, one feet is outside, one feet is inside the church. You know what I mean? And that really happened after, I guess, a few years. And I already know what I was doing. God will make you know that you're going on the right route out uh, wrong. You have this, it's not just somebody tell, like an angel will say like, Hey, you're going on a bad route. Right? It's more like, because of the relationship you have with him because of the Bible, um, you, you know, you know, your compass. And then if you feel like going on the, on this direction where it's a bit out of the church, I don't want to say church, but out of crisis ideas and, um, his personality characteristic, then you know, you're, you're even if it's small, I was not actually, I I already knew that I was doing it, but I kept continuing doing it. I was, I have great friends. Most of them are agnostic, but it, I felt the community with them. But then who you call that? Surround, you also get to grab some of their <laughs> characteristics.
1: Sorry. Yeah, it's right. that old saying, um, show me your friends and I'll show you your future because you become so much like your friends.
0: Yes. So that yeah, that saying is right. Because I felt like I did start to question again what my belief is, like at that point, which I guess is the blessing in disguise. My friends are great, they accepted me for who I am. They didn't they weren't prejudice of what my belief is they accepted like if i can't do anything happened they you know they're like okay Ezekiel will make our way to keep you happy open i'm very grateful i'm still very good friends with them but then also at the same time it's not them that was the problem it was me it was me going back to the thing that i know wasn't right granted they didn't really do anything bad it was just like I was stopped going to church because I wanted to go with them. You know what I mean? I mm. started compromising stuff that I shouldn't do. And that that led to COVID. I mean, and then COVID happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when COVID stopped, right? It God kind of get, get gave everyone a pause. And I started thinking, like, where am I in my relationship with you, Christ? Am I 70, 30? Am I all in? I know I'm not all in. I'm somewhere in, in that range of, 50-50 or 70-30. I know I wasn't in the church, which, which is very interesting. Um, I think COVID was a blessing in disguise for everybody, especially for people who already know Christ or have not known Christ because it gave you a, a time and space to think about what's important in life. And at one night, I actually had a dream. I hate failing tests because I was always good at school. I'm not saying, I'm not bragging. Well, <laughs> But I'm always, I don't like... Right. <laughs> like the test. I mean, I'm okay if it's a quiz, sure. But if it's like a final test, um, in my dream, it was a final test. And I was, t- I, I was, I sat in the class and I know it's going to fail the test. And then I, it was kind of like a nightmare, but it wasn't really because it was just like a test, right? But for me, it was kind of like a nightmare because that's how I feel if I, I'm not prepared for a test. Like, oh man, I'm like, I know, I know I had time, but I didn't prepare for it. And then something in my mind just whispered this is going to happen to you if you don't follow, follow me now. <laughs> so I was like, oh no, <laughs> oh no. So God was calling me back. The so Lord I said, for I know how
1: to speak to you. And that is to make you realize yeah. you're going to fail a test.
0: <laughs> yes, So I was going to fail his test. And then it made me think about the, you know, the 10 virgins, where some people ran out of the fire, of the candle, um, the oil, sorry made me think at that point. And then also COVID kind of helped out because it's, I moved out of the Bay where my friends were. I miss them dearly. But when I moved back to Fresno, the community was in climbing, my friends, going out every time. I was just in that fast pace of life where like everything's like a rat race, you know? So if, especially in computer science or software engineering and its, and it's nature. It's just very fast. You meet a lot of people. You work a lot. Sometimes you work uh, more than forty hours a week, and then at the weekend you spend time with your friends. And then sometimes you kind of leave the church already. You don't want to deal with God anymore because you want to have that fun with your friends or and something that you like to do. I wasn't not prioritizing him. So so during COVID I moved even before COVID I was moving back to Fresno already. Because my mom says like, hey, you know, what's happening? You could see what the world is going to happen. <laughs> so, you know, come, come back. So when I came here, no one's here. And kind of just let me settle on things like, what am I doing in my life? We found a church here, which is very, which is a blessing called Clovis Church. So the more I come there, the more I realized like, yeah, I've been out of the church. I wanted to have that same relationship with him, right? <laughs> Again, not just because of myself desire I guess but because of what he has done for me if you can imagine my life back then I don't think I would have even come to this point in my life where I was blessed to this you know I have a job I have my family I have my health I I want to say I know I know the bible and it's not everything but the things that I think that I think I'm, is important for me and with my, my relationship with him so through that I was blessed even I guess all, all the things that I that I don't know of, like people will say, yeah, you change in a good way. I mean, some some of my friends miss me, of course, of what, you know, because you know, things I did back then that I can't do anymore. But yeah, it was just a blessing that COVID happened. And yeah, I mean, like I think the, the gist of it is like God is to summarize anything, everything, you know, God is always with you no matter where you are, and he'll keep calling you no matter which time in your life you are. And Especially nowadays, that you see these things are happening and you know what's going to happen. I think everybody know, who is a Christian knows that it's coming that is foreseen in a Bible, and you want to have that strong foundation with Him, like a marriage type of relationship. Because that's you know, you're married to Christ, and whatever He says will come true. It's not, it's not, not going to come true. <laughs> Chances are, it's 100% coming true. So, yes, yeah, like you know, you have to. There's this, there, people will say that the COVID was not a blessing, but it's also, I think, for Christians, it, it is a blessing mm-hmm. that you get that time to stop and think, especially nowadays where you're distracted by media. Everything is just like exploding. TikTok, you know, it's on your phone, you, you can easily get distracted. And by the nature of what's happening right now on the world, I mean, Mona say we're better off are <laughs> we some some you know some countries don't have that freedom stripping away from them but yeah you know take your time wise I think this is it is for you.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah it's kind of just like well thank you for sharing your story. But yeah it's like it's a reminder, you know, that like God is always pursuing us. And like also like especially like to the COVID like you're talking about like a lot of people were upset about it. And I was too, because, you know, it messed up life. But at the same time, like it was also like a call, like come back to Christ, like, okay, well now you can't go to church as much. So now you really have to work on your personal relationship. You know, you can't go through the forms as much. You have to put in that effort. And I think that's kind of like the whole point of your testimony is like, you know, it's not about the forms or the rites or the rituals we do. It's important that we have that personal relationship because otherwise you can kind of go through all the motions of church do all the right things you know speak in tongues and still not have a relationship with Christ and feel empty so it's kind of like a remember to like hey where am I with my walk with God you know am I letting you know the forms and the ritual in my relationship am I you know letting my friends get in the way with that relationship or am I really just like pursuing God
0: yeah I actually like to say because I have a you know I'm converted I'm not not born in the church. I have agnostic friends, I have Catholic friends, I have Muslim friends, which actually some of even the agnostic acts more Christian than the not Christian. <laughs> I mean, the, the Christian, sorry. So <laughs> like, I really love my friends. I wish them all the best. I probably pray for them. But they showed me how, you know, like even the glimpse of Christ through them from their actions, although they don't know Christ, they, you could see Christ moving in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and small things well it's like what you said it's not all doctrine because there's catholic people who are very good at doctrine as well as like seven day adventists who are very good at um, doctrine or I'm not called that the the apologist very good at doctrine but but what what is their relationship right so mm-hmm. um i found that one of my friends one of my good friends she actually wanted to start a podcast too <laughs> she's a catholic and she's very good at explaining the things in life through and i think she's very blessed although we have you know nuances of what we believe then uh i think her faith through christ is very well formed but she treasures her relationship in christ more than the church itself right so yeah like what you said it's not the ritual it's what your relationship is with him because in the end of it all it's what your relationship is with him right yeah, so that's how I
1: just want to say that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Because, like, there's going to be all different religions in heaven. There's going to be Muslims. There's going to be Catholic. There's probably going to be Buddhists and all sorts of people. But it's going to be, like, based on their relationship with God and living up to the light that they know and that they have and, you know, that pursuing of God to what they know. And that's what we're really judged on, like, for us as Christians. Like, we know Christ. So it's building that relationship with him and remembering to make that a priority And the number one in our life, despite, you know, whatever the busyness with work or whatever else might be going on. But it's that relationship that we need to keep focusing on.
0: Like one of my friends as well, she recommended the book. It's um, Doubt. uh, What do you call that? It's by Boyd. Benefit of the Doubt. Um, It's by Boyd. He's a Baptist. And really, (laughs) yeah, it opened my my mind because, you know, like you have to doubt everything. You have to have a relationship with him it's not like we can't judge each other right or some people get their I guess superiority from something right so it's either being too godly and then you get superiority by having that good if you judge other people or if you get that through money or you get through that from sex or get through um, get that feeling of you that human nature of, of sin uh, dominate somebody yeah like you're addicted to religion sometimes if you're a Christian. But you, uh, we shouldn't judge because you know, we two just same all the same. <laughs> Anyways, like if I'm, I'm sitting on the same a seat, seat as you and then there's a judge and then I'm trying to judge you. It's like you and then the guy will be like, yo, <laughs> right? So, but I think it's just human nature. Right? But we, we should try to avoid it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think everybody has its own path. Through Christ and He's working uh, through our life, so it's also to marriage, right? Where you're married to Christ and your relationship with your, and the church as well, but mostly it's between Him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to form that, make it strong, so you don't have <laughs> like failing in class. I think the goal, right? And in in if you think about it in school-wise. Uh, so yeah. I mean, right
1: that's how I feel in it um uh, thank you for sharing I really did appreciate your story it's kind of funny just like a reminder that God will use whatever to reach us you know YouTube reminders of failing of tests or whatever it is like God doesn't care he like he desires that relationship so full-heartedly with us and you know you can be Pentecostal you can be Catholic it doesn't matter but What's important is that relationship and where God brings you to that. And no, I think that's something we kind of forget. We like go to church. We're like, oh, I'm doing everything right. But it's not about that. It's about the relationship and going with Christ and being like, yeah, you are number one and you are the priority
0: through it all. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, thank you, Ezekiel, for sharing. I really appreciated your testimony. It It was good. It was a good reminder. And listeners tune in next week for Kylie recording somebody else. Bye. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to follow, share, like, and review. Also, you can contact us at our Facebook page. That is God is real. God is good podcast. Or you can email us at God is real. God is good podcast at gmail.com. Bye.